Welcome to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. Jessica and her guests are here to help you navigate the world around you as a small business owner and provide valuable insights to hone your business superpowers. Now, here's your host, Jessica Jones. Hello, 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 and welcome to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. I'm your host, Jessica Jones. As always, I have my husband, Charlie, here with me. Hello. But today, we are also joined by Brian Perry of Yes, Brian Perry, and we are going to talk about powering up your story and why it matters. So the first thing we're going to do is have Brian introduce himself and tell us a little bit about what he does. Hey, I'm so honored and privileged and grateful to be here, and I'm um, excited we've been having a good time chatting already yes so thanks for having me jessica no so happy to have you here and i'm thrilled to be the first uh, remote guest you had yes we're expanding so you (laughs) are where you're in georgia i am i am in woodstock georgia which is uh about 45 minutes or four hours north of atlanta depending on traffic (laughs) yeah people around here think it's they, they, they say they live in atlanta and I'm like, no, man, nobody back in New Orleans. No, nobody always says, I, you know, I live in New Orleans, but actually I'm in Baton Rouge. That doesn't happen. That's yeah. not a thing, you know. No. <laughs> um, so uh, anyway, yeah. So so I, I will say, um, um, what do I do? Uh, what I do fundamentally is I set stories free. Um, uh, people that are generally speaking, creative, purpose-driven people with a message and a mission come to me, but they're feeling blocked or stuck in some way. And um, I like to say, I help you find the confidence to claim your story and the words to share your story because living your story matters. Um, I do that in a bunch of different hats. I have a, I I work as a story coach. I work um, as a copywriter, as a singer, songwriter, author, and speaker. But the through line of all of it is, um, so is sort of a cross between helping people articulate and feel permitted. A lot of people just need to permission to live the thing that's calling out inside of them. Yeah. yeah. Charlie and I talked about that on an episode before, feeling like somebody told you, yeah, you can do this. Why, yeah. why not? Right, right. There's, there's, but there's resistance that comes up for us, you know? Um, and I was saying when, when you were asking me the name of my company, which is me, um, that I was saying that the thing that I use on all my socials is Yes, Brian Perry. My website's yesbrianperry.com. I wanted to mention for this podcast, because I used to live in New Orleans, um, but uh, way, way back in the day, I was working at CC's on Magazine. And uh, and it was when like email was first becoming a big thing. And I had gotten an email address uh, on Yahoo which I no longer have. And I had used N-O and my name because I wanted to be New Orleans, <laughs> Brian. And I came into work and one of my, one of my buddies at work who was, uh, who he was like, dude, you're like, you're a singer songwriter and a motivational speaker and all these things. And your email says no in it. What is that about? <laughs> and, and he had gone and when he was so frustrated about the, the night before he had taken out an email address for me with yes in it. And, and uh, it became a thing. So, like uh, so yeah, I, I just was, it occurred to me when we got on this, I was like, oh, that all started at CC's on Magazine. I love uh, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how are you going to show us the importance of storytelling? Today? Well, what, I, what I'd like to know is more about your story. Okay. 
So, so one of the things that I, that I see a lot of times in what I do is people are trying to figure out, they want to serve in some capacity, you know, they feel a call to do something because it brings them joy and because they think it'll have value in the world. Right. And then they get stuck, hung up thinking there's some special way, some special language that they need to use that will be the special sauce special apparently is the theme um to make people go ah that's acme donuts that's what i want um in my experience that's not the case just tell me more about about your journey your story how you came to be sitting in this pink room doing this podcast and having the company you have and have you always done this for yourself no no so i guess i always knew i was going to be an accountant i think i told you that on our first conversation is i was a numbers nerd from a one day one um, mm. when I would spend summers at my grandma's house with my cousins and we would be in her art studio pretending that we were selling things like we were a store selling things. Mm. They were pretending to interact with each other as the customer and the cashier. And I was writing checks to pretend vendors and taking payments from pretend customers. Like I wasn't doing the like, let me pretend to be the customer. I was paying the bills for the pretend (laughs) business with checks that my mom had given me from an old bank account. And I was just playing with them. Yeah. And then in high school, I mean, my mom was in accounting, um, bookkeeping type roles my whole life. And when I got into high school, we had an accounting class. I took that as a sophomore. I got a 100 in the class. Uh, I was teaching other people. I was teaching seniors how to do the accounting in the class. I was the teacher's aide. And she actually got me an offer for working at a CPA firm over the summer in high school, which was like unheard of. Wow. Then I I knew I was going into accounting. Um, I was in ROTC and we took a drill meet trip up to Oxford my freshman year. And I was in love. It's so beautiful. It's like stepping into a fantasy world. Mm. And then I found out that they had one of the top accounting schools in the country. And I was like, well, that settles that. That's right. right. <laughs> fantasy uh, and accounting. <laughs> so I went there and uh, I was in love with Oxford. Um, it was idyllic. Um, I did a short stint in Atlanta after I graduated. I was following my college boyfriend. Um, I had three jobs in the nine months I was there. Couldn't find couldn't find my fit. And we finally knew our relationship was over. We called it quits. Um, I actually got hired for a position while I was still planning my move back to New Orleans. Um, Did two years there and then went to work at a CPA firm doing a lot of what I do now um, in their consulting department. But I was getting so efficient at my job. They wanted me to do other things like tax credit audits. It was like, Mm. I don't want to do tax credit audits. That doesn't sound fun. I like running taxes or not tax. Anything is Mm -hmm. not my jam. Mm. So I was like, I really don't want to do this. And I was talking to my mentor in the firm and he was like, the firm isn't looking for the same things you're looking for, but you have it. You can do this. You could go out on your own and be successful. And he was the person Mm. that gave me permission. And Mm. weeks later I was calling, calling friends and colleagues and telling them what the plan was. And if they had any, leads and then a a friend helped me get my first client and that was a big one it gave me pretty much full-time work for a while and that was the birth of jessica jones accounting services i I left and i leapt and here we are six years later what did you feel like that guy 
gave you permission for? To not be somebody else's employee, to go out on mm. my own, that I had literally never considered that I would not be receiving a W-2 from someone, that I would be out on my own, that I would be soliciting clients, that I would be saying yes or no, I don't want to work with you. Mm. Never. It was like that. Who starts a business? Yeah. It was like that for me when I was writing. Yeah. I talked about that in one of the earlier episodes. You expect that there's a board of authors who tells you, yep, you're good enough to write now. You can go ahead and jot your story down. But that's Mm. not how that works at all. You just sit down and write. You just do it. (laughs) What was about that, though, that was a a liberating notion? Somebody had faith in me. Somebody Mm. saw me and said, you can do this. There's nothing about this that you couldn't do. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody who was a partner in the firm, who was in a position to know what they were talking about. Right. You know, my buddy who's being like, you know what you should do? Quit that job and start your own business. This was like a legitimate, you could do that. Right, right, right. And what was the like differentiator that you think he saw in you that made you different than, than other people at the firm that maybe couldn't do it? I don't know, maybe the drive, maybe the the conceptual skill. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't know. Certainly wasn't the pink hair that wasn't there yet. No, the pink hair wasn't here yet. I was much <laughs> I was much more conservative than with my brown hair. Um which is interesting too. I don't know. You know, you mentioned on your website it says you offer critical thinking. How does critical thinking play into what you do? Being able to look at problems and develop a workflow around them. Like, for example, if a client is spending too much time doing data entry, then, you know, what about this can I automate? What can, what resources do we have to buy back time? Mm. You know, there's another thing that came up for me earlier. You were talking about when you were a kid and you were paying, like, when they were setting up shop and such i remember it badly but but that you were you weren't just like finding customers you were paying bills and 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 issuing checks and such um so when your kids everybody steps into a role well for any number of reasons i'm not a child psychologist but 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 they certainly there's joy Mm -hmm. what was the joy that you got out of that I don't know. I always really liked the numbers. I always saw patterns in numbers. Um, I liked math. I. What about math? It's. They seem to be problems that have definite solutions. That's fair. They're problems you can absolutely solve or not. And you like the dopamine that you get from solving these problems. I just. He's not wrong. Is that true? Problem yeah, solver. Say, that, so that feels good to have a definite solution. Yeah. I, I thrive on s- solutions and solving issues. And one of the biggest stressors I have in my life is that there are problems in my life right now that no matter what I do, I can't solve them. I'm still dealing with, you know, a defunct insurance company from Hurricane Ida. I can't make that move. And that makes me crazy. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I'm a fixer. Let me tell me your problems and I will do something about it. I hope you solve them. So tell me if this lands. It feels like when you were a kid, it was well, everybody else was sort of creating a business and conjuring up customers. 
you were identifying things that needed doing and solving. If you're gonna, yeah, like if you're gonna do this, this is also a component of it. If you're gonna have a business, you've got to buy your supplies. See, I never ever thought about that when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's the same, uh, Charlie. <laughs> it, and it's not not that I, it was just it never occurred to me. Right. It just didn't. I, I wasn't thinking that far ahead, um, or something. I don't even know if it was ahead. It just wasn't on the radar. Yeah, right. um, it always was for me, and I don't know if that's just because I kind of saw what my mom did, like what goes into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I never considered that it would be something that I would do for a business, but I just saw what went into operations. Sure, sure, and that's that 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 makes sense. Which comes back again to the to the critical thinking bit. Which, when I think of critical thinking, I think in terms of uh, navigating uh, my because my space is a different space. I think uh, I went to Loyola. That was my, that's where my undergrads from, and w- they used to have a slogan for a minute that was Critical Thinking University, because it was about teaching you how to solve um, problems. But those were predominantly problems that were cultural and social problems, less so these kind of problems. But it's the same skill set. <clears throat> how do I see all the moving parts? Yeah. And recognize how the different pieces are impacting each other and not just think it's all about this one piece. Exactly. And I think we we do that a lot. I mean, Charlie and I are in development and several other projects and we are seeing things like he does a lot of vendor markets for his businesses. And yeah. Yeah. He, what goes into putting on a market and wh- what is falling behind or what's a consistent issue or from the vendor perspective, what could be done better? And could we do this? Right, right. Yeah, I, I, I love that. So let me ask you, let's fast forward to your, so your, so you took the leap, you left the firm, you started your own business. Um, how's it going? Well, uh, six years ago when I started, I was working out of the spare bedroom in my house and it uh-huh. was just me for several years. But yeah. we have an office now. We've got, you know, more than just me. I've got an executive assistant who I told you earlier, she is my right and half of my left hand. I am mm-hmm. an absolute mess without her this week. Um, and we've got a team that does the bookkeeping and accounting stuff. And then I serve as the CFO for hire. So I'm here when there's a problem that they can't solve or there's troubleshooting to do because the software is not doing what it's supposed to or whatever. I'm here yeah. to be the next level. It's not all me anymore. For yeah, years yeah. and years and years, I created lots of part-time jobs for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then Makes we moved beyond that. And there's power in that as an entrepreneur, right? There's power in that stretch where you're doing all the part-time jobs because then you have a better understanding of what needs doing. Yeah. Um, and and the the role that it plays. It's uh, what's so. Let me let me ask you, and then we'll I'll start tying some of this together in, in in the context of what we're kind of trying. This is fun for me, by the way, because I've not ever been asked to kind of sort of puzzle this out in real time with somebody. Um, uh, it, it's um, so the, tell me about the people that come to you. The people that come to me are overwhelmed with what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, they've, a lot of times they've got QuickBooks. Maybe they transition from QuickBooks desktop to QuickBooks online and it's supposed to be easy and it's supposed to be simple and it's supposed to all just work, but it doesn't always just work, right? It never mm-hmm. goes 
flawlessly. Mm-hmm. There's always some kink in the system somewhere. And so most people that come to me have tried to go in alone, encountered a problem, right. and are throwing their hands up and don't know where to go. How do I fix this? My softwares aren't talking to each other. It's linking. It's throwing things out of whack. What do I do? I've got 18 accounts that are all supposed to be one. How do I fix this? Mm. And what does overwhelm feel like for them when they come to you? Um, they don't know what their expenditures are. They don't have an accurate uh, balance of like what their outstanding uh, checks are. So uh-huh. their bank balance may say one thing, but if they've written a bunch of checks, they don't know if all that clears what the bank's right, saying. Right. They, you know, they maybe like they've got a bunch of duplicate transactions, spinning wheels. Like I, yeah. I'm paralyzed. I don't have a budget. I don't know what I spent last year. I don't know if I can afford to give my employees a raise. They're threatened to quit if they don't get a rate. Like all of these things in the space of a business owner, what all the things that can go wrong with hiring and bank accounts and vendor payables and customer bills. And how do I know if they're getting their bills or not? Cause they're saying it's getting lost in the mail. What do we do? Right. Right. And is that, I mean, I imagine most of the businesses you're working with, that's not what they got into business to be spending their time doing. No, nobody gets into business to spend their time in the back end of the business, except for me. So, <laughs> uh, that's yes, exactly. Uh, that's, that's gold. What you just said right there. Um, I want to take so, a quick break. Yeah, please, please. Time. Yes. Take a quick yep. break and we'll be right back to dive into what you just We'll said. be right back. Starting. <laughs> Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to be your small business superhero. Whether you need ongoing services like bookkeeping or payroll, one-time services like implementing an accounting software or one-on-one training, or an on-call CFO to answer your larger questions. Jessica Jones Accounting Services is here to help. Stop costing your business more money by trying to do absolutely everything yourself. We pride ourselves on giving you big business level service while still giving that small business attention. You're the expert in your field and you didn't start your business to watch numbers move. But we did. Come check us out at jessicajonesaccounting.com to see what we can do for your business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope Jessica and her guests are giving you the spark you have been looking for. Now back to the show with Jessica. All right, we're back. And now we're going to let Brian take take the lead with his uh, thought process. I've given you a lot of information. Well, yeah, well, it's, um, I, it's so what's, what's interesting to me, again, when you go to people's, let's just make it simple. When you go to people's websites, they have a tendency to either feel completely devoid of any character or personality or um, very, very flat. Um, I, you know, they have a tendency to be all I, 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 I. It's all about them telling you about themselves. I have all these credentials. I have all this thing. None of those things are how people make decisions. 
you know, um, because when I have a problem that needs solving, what's the first thing I want to know? I want to know that you understand my pain. And I want to know that you have a solution for that. I want you to help me see myself in that solution because I can't even see it. I don't even know what that looks like right now. And then after that, I want to know about why you. Yeah. You know, and in in your case, like what you what you just said, I don't know what people come to you thinking their problem is. That's the other trick. People will say, I sell hubbada 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 and um hubbada hubbada work imagining that to be jargon right now. And people don't know they're looking for hubbada hubbada. They think they need a string, you know, or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. And you're talking about the jargon, you know. So uh, but let's for the moment assume that people come to you going my pain is that I'm spending all my time on the back end of my business. Um, that if, if I came to your site and the first thing I saw was that nobody gets into business to spend all their time on the back end, except for me, you know, already I'm like, okay, tell me more about that. You read my mind. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You know, um, yeah, and and you then, and, but again, this is all part of your story. Like what you just told me was that when you were a child, you couldn't. I'm going to double negative here. You could couldn't not do accounting related things. I had to write invoices. You had to like that was, and it wasn't like anybody was saying when you were playing with your friends when you were a kid. It wasn't like anybody was saying, "Hey, we need somebody to take care of this thing." You were just <laughs> no, like, "Hey, y'all, we're going to need to think about this thing." And and I imagine the kids were just like, "What's a bill?" <laughs> you give me money, I give you thing. That's all. That's right. Do it. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yep. Is that true? Is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, why? Why do we need this? Right. But for you, there's joy in that. So when we're talking about when you're when you're saying nobody gets into business to work on the back end, except for me, you're talking about your story, but you're talking about them. Yeah. One of the things that came up from when you were talking a minute ago was was the uh, the overwhelm. Yeah. And and I can speak to as a as an entrepreneur myself. Oh my God, the number of times I get on calls and I'll be wrestling with some issue, some networking call and somebody like, oh, that's no big deal. Just get this software and do this thing and you'll be good. And then I dig into that and I'm like, this is going to take me a month <laughs> if I'm lucky to figure out how to use, you know, there's a, there's a line from a, a songwriter. Um, she has, uh, Iris Dement's her name. And she says, uh, it says, uh, easy is getting harder every day. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel that only in my bones, but, um, uh, but but I think that a lot of people that come to you, that's what's I've got all these things that are supposed to be easy when they keep getting harder. Yep, that's it. You know, um, and 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 then there also there's another a line a line from a movie, um, an old rom com called Definitely Maybe, with Ryan Reynolds and. And one of the char- he's asking one of the characters what she really wants. And she says, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know how to know, you know. Um, and yeah. I think I think that people come to you in that state of overwhelm going, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know how to know. Like, I don't I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, they must I mean, that must be acute for them. 
Yes. Yes. When every time I talk to a, a client, once, you know, we've started to, there's always, you know, the levels where you start working with somebody and it, it's, you're, you're promising them all these things and they start to see some stuff working. And so they're starting to feel good, but then there's other things. It's like, you know, we got this error message and that error message and, oh my God, it's mm. still not working. And you have to, no, 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 it's okay. We're working out the last of the kinks. We're working out the bugs. And mm-hmm. then you keep going with them. And a couple of weeks later, you get on the phone with them as a check-in and they're like, oh my God, everything is amazing. It took me three minutes to process payroll. Yes. Yes. It's a, there's a, yeah, that's, yes. It's a cost benefit thing for them in the end. Yep. But in the beginning, it feels totally insurmountable. Yep. It's, there's no way that's going to work, you know. And then it, it's terrifying when you're in the middle of this process, like for a well-established company, let's say a company that's been around for 20 years, and they're going to the cloud. They've been on QuickBooks desktop since the jump. That's all they've ever known. Now right. we're going to the cloud. We're going to web. And maybe their QuickBooks desktop software got corrupted. That happens with old files, big files, right. especially. Right. So how do we take what we need from the old software and get it into the new software? How do, where sure. do I start? I've got to start from scratch because I can't trust my information, but I need mm. some of that. How do I get it? Mm. And then yeah. you start importing and then you discover, oh, well, I also need this. And you kind of have to, you know, add another kink into the mix and then it throws something else out and you know getting all of these gears to work together yeah yeah and when they're in the fear of oh well i thought this was going to be the end oh i thought this was going to be the end and they see the costs coming in and they they haven't seen the end yet and you have to just still trust trust it does take time trust and then when the light turns on they're with you forever yeah that makes sense that makes sense is that do you get let me see, let me ask you this so when the light turns on what does that look like for you like what's it when you get off that call i feel like a superhero i feel like i've got my cape on and it's blowing in the wind like yeah 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 they're no longer in defcon 5 you know right 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 what yeah. does she does she end up talking to you about those moments charlie yes she, uh, every day actually she comes home and will tell me about what wait happened what went on during the day that day whether it was uh a new client consultation or um some hiccup with a client that she's already been working with or in the situations where she's helping someone through um this situation where they have to relinquish control of something they've been clutching on to mm-hmm. like their life depended on it and she's got to pry it from their fingers and say look i got it i'm gonna take care of it and the hurdles that that kind of presents she'll come home and talk to me about it all the time mm. and that's where i usually am trying to be reassuring and be like you got this you're doing the right thing i don't know a ton about accounting to know whether or not <laughs> i should be or to give advice or anything or what you should try but but so, you give me the perspective of the business owner yeah. because you've got your own and yours was built with me right next to you so you've not encountered many of this yes issues that they're encountering that, that makes sense and then when it's working i imagine that she comes home with a lot of pretty fired up about it oh yeah oh yes <laughs> let's do some more of this i want more clients i want more work let's do more right. solve this problem let's do it again and the other I day that. i had a client consultation that you know they came to me with some issues they heard i worked with 
nonprofits. I went to meet with them. And when I walked out of that meeting, like you would think that I had actually already solved the problems when I was Mm -hmm. just telling them, they're telling me all the issues and like, I don't know what to do about this. And I just, oh, well, we just got a blah, or I'll ask you this, or, you know, I already, I've already planned out the solution. You tell me the problem. I've seen it before that in and of itself is like solving the problem. Having a plan is like, okay, you know what? We made the right decision. We called Jessica. And those are my favorite days. Mm. Yes. What, what is the experience for the customer in those days? They're, the excitement of having found a solution. You've been floundering and you, you reached out. Maybe you reached out to several people and, and this person came in and they made you feel like they knew what was going on. They, they had it under control. Or in the case of the meeting I had the other day, you start asking questions and there are other things that other benefits you can provide that they weren't even thinking of as the actual problem. Right. They are tendrils of the problem. And so mm-hmm. if you've got this, then you've also probably got this. And do you have a budget? No, we don't have a budget. Okay. Well, we can help build a budget. That's easy. Um, you know, right. how do we do this? We're expecting this. And you just, Oh, well, I just got to click this button and turn this on. And that's all I got to do. Right. Right. I'm, I, I love that. I, I love that because you're helping people. Sometimes I, I often will say that people have a tendency to, we suffer under what, are, what uh, under knowables. Like there's these questions hanging over us, these, these unknowns that we, that we, that just feel overwhelming. And all the more so when you got, you get into business, it's a little bit like saying, I know I want to travel to, I don't know, Paris, but you've never traveled anywhere before, you know, what I want. And you don't have any idea what it looks like to go to Paris. And, and the more you think about actually doing it, you know, the, the we like you book a plane ticket and, and then somebody's like, Oh, cool. So you got your passport. And you're like passport. I didn't uh, do So you got a, you got a good suitcase, Oh, a suitcase. I don't have a suitcase. You know, it's, it, these are the kind of things that I think happens for many entrepreneurs. Yes. They know I have this vision. I have this thing that I'm really, really good at. And it can take me to this place that I want to go. And then they're just trying to make it up as they go. And then you come to them and, and they're, and, and you're like, well, where's your suitcase? Well, I have a paper bag. <laughs> where's your passport? Well, I put my, I, got, I took my picture and I've got it and I got my birth certificate. Will that do, you know, and, and they've got all these sort of duct tape in wing and a prayer because they're getting away with it ish. Except yep. they're waking up every morning, having a little bit of a hard time breathing. Right. And you can see that. That's something you can visibly see in the clients you've helped. You can, speaking to them, when you first speak to them, they're tense. They're yeah. wide-eyed. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Like uh, This is the problem, and it sounds bad. And I know it doesn't, you know, you're not supposed to talk about the bad things that your business is dealing with. You're not, you're not supposed to tell people like, yeah, we're actually not doing that well. Like, you're not, that's not something you yeah. typically like to talk about. So you can see this in their faces. You can see it in their body language. And then after you present them solutions, after you implement solutions, they're completely different people. They, they seem to be transformed human beings that they're no longer worried about these things. They're no longer floundering. They're no longer staying up at night 
wondering how they're going to get through the next day. They, they have a plan. They have a solution. And it's palpable to see the difference. It was whack-a-mole, right? Too many moles and not enough wax. Uh, not pay myself anymore. I'm having to transfer money out of my savings account. I'm having to do all these things. I have money. I know that I have customers to support me, but how do I find out who I've built and who I haven't? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And automating systems, getting their invoices to be almost ready for them without any touch whatsoever mm. to where they can just go in and review and send their customers can pay electronically this, that, and the other. And all of a sudden your cash flow is back on track. You're not having to infuse your personal funds anymore. That is a different human being. Oh yeah. 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 I imagine. And then all of a sudden you can see what your monthly revenues are. You can project for the end of the year. You can build a budget for next year. You can plan a vacation. Right, right. I swear very often, like this feels a lot like when I put like oil, put oil in my car, get an oil change. Like it feels mm -hmm. like my car runs better after just a few thousand miles of oil. Like I know it's not running badly, but you get an oil change. It's like your car is like, hmm, thank you. It's the same thing with these people. They're just like, I'm optimal now. I feel like I can take on the world now. And that's easily seen. Like it's, it's something you can't miss in them. It's cool. <laughs> How do you see it, Charlie? What does it look like? Oh, it, really? It's just kind of in their, I don't know. You can see the worry at first in their eyes. Mm. When they're talking to Jessica. You can see it. I, I'll pay attention to the body language. This person seems frantic. This person seems really worried and they're, they seem to be kind of playing it cool because they're being professional and they're rubbing elbows and they got to exude success. But they, at the same time, they're not exuding success. They're, they're, they're floundering. They need help and they're coming to somebody for help. And then weeks and weeks will go by and I won't see this person again. And then I see them at a function, a business function that Jessica goes to and I go as the plus one or I go for my own businesses and I see this person again and they're lit up like, like Christmas. Mm. Like they, they're, this is the great, they're happy to see Jessica. Oh my God, I need to talk to you. The things you've done have transformed my life. It has changed the game and I can't thank you enough. And you can see it in their faces. It's just night and day. The transformation is night and day. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's, that's amazing. And um, I think that that's a great, I, I, I think that this is a great chance to talk more about story. Did you need to take another break before we do that? that it's perfect okay. time. We're going to take a little quick, quick break and we'll come back and we will talk about telling this story. Have you ever wished you had someone who had all the answers in your back pocket? The Superhero Initiative was created as a launchpad for small and micro businesses to reach the next level in their potential. We are here to help you start out on the right foot and rescue you from future headaches. 
If you've been in business less than three years or are currently generating less than $100,000 of annual revenue, we encourage you to apply for the Superhero Initiative. Recipients will get eight hours of donated time to supercharge your back office from bookkeeping cleanup to implementing and training on software and other accounting and management needs. Visit jessicajonesaccounting.com to apply today. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope Jessica and her guests are giving you the spark you have been looking for. Now back to the show with Jessica. All right. We are back from our final break and we are going to break down the importance of this story. So so this has been so great. And I loved particularly that we came out with Charlie's story there that that I was watching you listen to and, and how that was resonating with you. So you're familiar with that experience of seeing the client go from what I imagine to be sort of breathing shallow and tense to feeling expansive. Is that a fair characterization? Yeah. They feel lighter. They feel, they, they seem lighter. They walk taller. They, they express themselves differently. Um, and it's, you know, I can't thank you enough. You're my best friend. I will do anything. It's the state farm commercials that are happening these days where the guy's like, it's really okay. I do this for everybody. It's, 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 (laughs) (laughs) you don't owe me anything. No, no, no. I'm going to hook you up, man. Yeah. It's basically, You know, there's a there's a couple of things that come up for me. So I, w- I want to be clear that part of what we've been talking about, and, and we've been talking for less than an hour about this, is we started talking about what your story was, right? Mm-hmm. And we and and we talked more about um, than the people you serve and what the impact of the work you do um, is. Everything from how you how you initially started doing this work, which was the thing you just couldn't could not do, that thing you just had to do when you were a kid because it brought you joy. And, and, uh, you know, through, through old miss, through being in a more corporate structure and then into your own deal and what people come to you with and how they're suffering. Um, and, and I was talking to you some about how that lays out. And when you're like, particularly when you're writing somebody's story, but that's not even, it doesn't have to be about that. Cause it also plays out when you're talking about someone's story or when they're talking about their own story. Like too often when you get on a networking call, for instance, people will talk about, I do this and I do this and I do this. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about that. People care about the change you make. What, what do you actually do for people? What's the difference? Uh, let me put it a different way. Like one of the things on my website, I say, why should you hire a copywriter? I say, because you have other gifts and you've got blank to do. Years ago, my, we were playing uh, Trivial Pursuit in my family and and frankly, my sister, who is an extremely well-educated, accomplished human, was getting her butt handed to her. Um, and at one point, she got up to to get another drink or something. And she was like, you know what? I have other gifts. And, and uh, but as a business owner, you often don't, you don't feel free to do that. You know, you yeah. need somebody who can take the thing off your plate. And... Um, I'll use another thing. There's a a scene in the television show, West Wing. Long story short, one of the characters has been in a great deal of trouble and another character is trying to help him. 
and um, and the character is trying to help him starts telling him a story. He says, "Look, this guy, there's this guy. He's walking along, uh, um, and he falls in a hole, and it's this deep, dark hole, and he he, he can't get out. He's looking around. He can't figure out any way to get out of the hole he's in. He's stuck, and so he's just there screaming and screaming. And 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 this this priest walks by. And he's like, "Father, father, father, you got to help me. I fell in this hole. I need, I need, I need, I can't get out. I need help." And the priest, uh, uh, the priest says, "I'll pray for you," and, and walks on. And 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 this doctor walks by. He's like, "Doctor, doctor, you got to help me. I fell in this hole and I can't get out." And and the doctor writes him a prescription and throws it down the hole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and then his his uh, his buddy Joe is walking by. And he's like, "Joe, thank God, Joe, Joe, you, you got to help me. I fell in this hole and and I I can't get out. I'm stuck." And Joe jumps in. And, and the guy goes, what the hell are you doing, Joe? Now we're both down here. And Joe says, yeah, but I've been here before and I know the way out. Mm. And I feel like as business owners, very often we are yearning for that person in our world. We're yeah. yearning for that person because as you were saying um, when we were on break there, that you get into it because you have this dream. I am willing to take this massive risk and go out and start my own business because I love doing this thing. Mm -hmm. And I know I can, you know, fill in the blank, whatever goal they have. Maybe it's service. Maybe it's just supporting their family in a meaningful way. It, not just, but, but maybe that's what their goal is. It's that they feel called to it. Then they get into it and they find they get, they spend about 80% of the time doing the 20% of the things that they actually suck at. Yep. You know, and, and the problem is then they can't focus on the things they're best at. And, and it's not just that they're not focusing on their business. They're not focusing on their health. Yes. They're not, everything starts, it affects, it impacts everything. You've talked about, Charlie was talking about how people come with this look in their eye. Right. So, being aware of your own story and the joy you get from solving these problems allows you to be able to offer to somebody that nobody wants to spend their time and their business on their back end except for me mm -hmm. it enables you to go i know the overwhelm I know that all the things that were supposed to make it easier seem to keep making it harder. I know that you feel alone and like nobody's ever gone through what you're going through. And I know that it's not just that you have the problem and, and it's that you don't know how to know how to know how to solve the problem. So every day you get up and you look in the mirror when you got into this work because you got tired of feeling like your life wasn't your own in the job you were in before. Now you're getting up every day in your own business and you're wondering, is it about to blow up? Yeah. And you're saying, I get it. That's what I do. That's what I do. I get to make the hard parts easy. And the reason I do is because I'm that person that seems to be from another planet to you. I love <laughs> these things. I'm not only going to help you do them, I'm going to be excited about it. Yeah. So you see what we just did there? We're telling your story still, but it starts with seeing them and their pain. Yeah. 
It starts with seeing them not just in you need this software or this line item taken care of or this. It starts with seeing them in their lived experience of it. It's hurting my business. It's hurting my health. It doesn't feel like I thought it was going to feel. I'm not actually getting to do the thing I wanted to do. And then you're saying, yeah, but I've been here before and I know the way out. Yeah, that's it. And I love helping you find the way out. And that's all from your story. It's, it's you have the solution, but you're telling me you see me. You know my pain. You have an answer. You can help me attach to what life would feel like. Yeah. And, and what's the craziest, most amazing part about it is you're great at it because you love it. And, I and I'm such a nerd. I love my numbers. Well, but that's, but this is what we hire people for. Like our favorite, the brands we are most loyal to. It's, we say things like, oh my gosh, you can just feel like everything that they put out. It just, it, she, it just glows. It's got something to it that I want more of. So yeah, that's, I don't know if that makes sense, but what I'm saying is that that's why story matters. Is that story doesn't, telling your story isn't about making a sale. It's not even about kind of moving through the struggle of stepping into your purpose. Cause like my story coaching, is not always about creating a message so much as how do I get that permission to step into the thing that I most adore. It's that it makes the outcome inevitable. If, if you are my, pe my people, if I've just described your problem, there is no one else you could possibly hire. Right. And all I've done is tell my story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they say, and I'll, um, I'll stop talking here for a second, but the, the signature line in my emails is tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. And it's the opening line of, of um, Elizabeth Gilbert's Eat, Pray, Love. But the reason I, people ask me that sometimes, why is that so important? I'm like, it's easier. <laughs> you know, when you're telling the truth, I'm not making it up. Like so many business owners, when they get into it, this imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. Well, if I am getting really, really honest about whose problems I solve and why I solve them. Um, in what way I solve them and why, like what it matters to me. I'm not making anything up. Yeah. It's you know, things we look for in other people really, uh, when you make friends or we look yes. at your friends, yes, who you're around, those people are the genuine ones, the authentic ones, the ones who are open and forthcoming with the story that made them, them, that they yes. connect with you. On your level, they're not, they're not me, 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 me. They're you and me and us. And that's what you're looking for in a business as well. You're looking for that kind of connection with a person, just like you are with a business. And that's where that trust comes from. I trust you and your business because you've seen me and I see exactly. you. Exactly. And we can be friends <laughs> and this is how it goes in between people and in between businesses. And that's um, just how it is. And, and it's, and it's, and what you just said, Charlie is, is so on point because you remember I was talking about the problems that most people run into when they're trying to tell their story is, is all of that came from that trust was established by, I'm going to tell you my story by telling you how it's tied to your story. Yes. Be because it's what I love. 
it's not tied to your story because I know this is how I can make money. Right. It's tied to your story because this is the thing I love and not for nothing because you just use the A word, Charlie, authenticity, yes. which has been an overused word in our culture. Um, but it's except that it's not. Um, it's it's mission critical, particularly for any small business, for sure. Any solopreneur, if you want to be in business for the foreseeable future, the millennials and the Gen Zers are, 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 are not having it. They are not having it if you are not authentic. They have no interest in doing business with you. Yeah. Nope. If, <laughs> if, if, if you're not being authentic. Um, and the great news for you is then all it requires of you is that you tell the truth about your own story, and which truth, is cool. The truth is really easy to, to tell. You don't have to make it up and remember it. Yeah. You don't have to remember. <laughs> well, you know where it becomes a problem, Charlie? is usually the thing that took so long for people to get into doing the work to begin with. Mm. Like Jessica, you said in your story that it wasn't until that person in the firm you're working with or for, excuse me, um, said to you, you could do this on your own, that you saw that. Yeah. And what I run into most frequently is people that are looking to step into purpose because very often that's who I'm working with. Um, uh, including, by the way, with my music, like what's it, it's people, they're looking for that permission mm -hmm. because the, here's the kicker. The thing we need you to do the most is the thing that comes easiest to you. So you don't think it has value, yeah. particularly in our country, in our country, we think that it's gotta be hard or it doesn't have value. Right. Um, it's the thing that come most easy to, I don't want, I don't want every time I'm hiring somebody like you that it's super effortful. Like every time I get on the phone with you, you're like, oh my God, I'm just struggling so hard with this. No, I want you to be like, oh my God, this was like breathing Breeze. for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This was nothing. This is just something I can't not do. You know, that's it. But we have a tendency to discount that. I can speak to that personally. I mean, I've I spent decades thinking that I needed, it needed to be different. It needed to be harder. Um, and uh, it's usually the thing that comes easiest to us that we offer the greatest value. I, I you know I'm imagining right now, like if, imagine if if Drew Brees had been working over and over and over again to be uh, to be uh, a defensive lineman, right? <laughs> you know, because he's like, I really want to play football, and I just I, I've got I got to figure this out, you know. And he's just bulking up and bulking up. He's never going to be a defensive lineman outside of the Pee Wee leagues. It's never going to happen. <laughs> You know, no, that's um, a fact. That's a fact. You know, that's that's how Charlie's business started. He was making a candle for me as a gift. You know, he was struggling. He gets like gift paralysis. So he's like, I've got to make you some. I've got to give you something. You're yeah, the person yeah. who will just go buy whatever you want. So I got to give you something. I was like, just make me something. Make me something. And he yeah. invented a candle. And then he invented another one and another one and another one. And I was like, you know what we're gonna do now? Sell these. Yes. Yes. Like, Are people going to buy them when well, nobody would buy my candles? And I was like, watch, they're good. Now you're almost 50 smells in yeah. and inventing and people are falling in love every day with yeah. what you produce. I couldn't do what you do. And they're, like, getting, and they're getting better and better as I go. You can yeah. tell that I'm actually learning the ropes a little. <laughs> I love that. And I love that, you know, by the way, that's the part of your story, Charlie, is, is, is like I'm – if I'm just keep coming to your brand, I and you're saying what I'm excited about is they're getting better as I go, yeah. and so 
you know, stick around because I'm, I can't, I, I'm so excited to see what we come up with next. I'm 50 smells in. That's a hilarious way of putting that. You mean sense, of course, but, but it was, but it's, I just love that. We're 50 smells in. Literal smells. Like, I want to know more about that. That's, <laughs> that's so great. You know, let me, let, let me add two things kind of as an addendum here to what we're talking about. Um, because just in terms of what I can actually speak to, um, people get concerned about they want that permission so i would say um that doesn't come all at once probably for most people there'll be a tipping point mm -hmm. but it does come from just allowing yourself to notice things that you can't not do that other people maybe don't do um things that bring you joy and you seem to be the only person in the room that's fired up about it yes or you know, the books that you always gravitate toward in the library or the things you're always looking at on YouTube that nobody else is looking at or what have you. These are giving you, you can kind of take notes on those. They're giving you clues. Like one of the things I say as a coach is that people will come to me going like that quote I said from definitely maybe, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. You know, and I don't know how to know, you know. My experience is I don't know is wildly untrue. That, that very often we know, we just don't think, we don't hear ourselves. It surely is somebody going, you know, you and Charlie might have a moment where you're going out for dinner. Well, where do you want to go? I don't know. I'm up for anything. Yeah, are you really? You know, yeah. um, or or do you really kind of, you know, I don't really know. I don't know where I want to, I mean, I haven't had the, we haven't been to that, that to, uh, to the sushi place in, in a minute. Um, but I don't really know. I don't know. Well, you just hold up. You just let's circle back. Yes. You literally just gave yourself your you own ju answer. Right. You just mentioned something just then that's useful, you know? So just that one thing is just give yourself time to kind of start gathering that information. You're telling yourself what, what, what the thing is. And the second that this is the last thing is, so once you're starting to tell your story, what I hear a lot of business owners run into is they're, they hear this ambiguous thing that they'd never heard about when they were deciding that they wanted to start making candles and selling them, which is SEO, you know, and they get all scared of SEO and how do I rank and how do I get people clicks and all that kind of stuff. And first off, that's all nonsense. It surely is social media and getting, you know, seen on social media. Nah, they're always changing those algorithms and they don't ever tell you. In fact, they very specifically don't tell you. But once you know the story you want to tell, like we broke down for you, the the kind of the, yes, there are tools and tricks. Yes, you can hire people. Yes, they will increase your SEO. Those are things. But the bottom line is, once I know the story I want to tell, once you know the people that you're wanting to reach, right? The kind of business owners that you want to serve that are going to, that, that's going to appeal to them, that nobody wants to do the back end except for me, you know, um, that that's going to resonate with them. Then the trick is just when you sit down to write your story, to put yourself in their shoes. They're the business owner that their their husband or wife or partner is just gone to bed. They're going, I'll be in in a minute. It's, you know, it's midnight. They've had two and a half glasses of wine and, and they're sitting down to Google trying to solve their problem. What do they think they're looking for? What are the words they search for? Those are the words you want to be in the story you write. 
you write your story and then you go back and go, okay, what, how can I put those words in in different places? Because that's what they think they're looking for. And therefore, that's what SEO is going to pick up. The resume thing, they, they tell you to put keywords in your resume yeah. the yeah. thoughts to pick up on it. And it's not really indicative of your story. It doesn't tell your story. It tells the bot what it wants to hear. Um, and that'll get you noticed, but it's not, I don't know that, that to me, it feels like that adds the effort that you, you expect your effort to come with value. Like you said earlier, um, mm -hmm. and that you're basically just pouring all this effort into this one method so that it turns out the value you expect that effort to turn out instead of leveraging what makes the most sense to leverage and just telling your story and being authentic and letting that be what sets you apart because you can fall into the, you, you chase things like SEO too much and you become cookie cutter. You're just like yes. everybody else out there who's looking for SEO and nobody notices you because you're drowning in a sea of people just like you. But, uh, and that's why too many people at Charlie, that's a great point. Cause I think too many people start with the SEO. Mm -hmm. That's how they end up with those flat sites that I was talking about in the beginning. That's how they end up with that flat language. But if you start by telling your story and once you know, Hey, yeah, this is me, then it's really a function of earlier. We were talking about, it might've been when we were on a break. It wasn't when we were on a break. I was talking about restaurant names, mm -hmm. you know, and and uh, Saba, which is a high-end restaurant, being across the street from Picnic, which is a a you know mid-tier lunch dinner place, you know. Well, um, who are you trying to attract? Who are the who's your business? Picnic's name implies that it's food, you know, yeah. and what they want is more of a mass audience. Mm -hmm. yes. So for them, um, Charlie, I think that it's you build the restaurant first you have all the great food you know what you want it to look like and feel like and the kind of people you want to be sitting in that restaurant all that's built um this is uh, metaphorically speaking of course and 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 then if you don't put any sign at all on the building is anybody coming that's that's a good point that's right or, or but or if you put um, if you put a sign that just says um, yellow, is that going to make any sense? You know, um, but you also might not want to put Acme food. Although, of course, in New Orleans, you have Acme oyster, but, but you may not want to put food because that feels like you're talking about, um, Charlie, like lifeless. Right. So you end up landing on what does this person think they're looking for? Um, and I'm going to put picnic. And that's gonna get them that that's gonna do enough for SEO. And I may be going too far aside here, but my point is that it starts with you have everything in place that feels most like you. And then you're just trying to figure out how can I, in a way that still feels look like me, make sure that I'm reaching people who don't know that I'm the solution to their problem yet. Right. Precisely. You know? Um, because it's like, I heard at a music conference years and years ago when websites were first becoming a thing, they were saying, you know, you can make the greatest website on the planet. Um, but if you're not, then they weren't using SEO at the time because it wasn't a thing. But, but if you're not doing these things for marketing, um, you've basically made the greatest restaurant in the world in the middle of the desert. Yep. Ain't nobody coming. 
yeah. you know um so that's anyway all of that to say um living your story matters telling your story matters um, because when you are truly living your story and you are truly telling your story, you are helping the people you most want to serve um, live their stories more fully. I love that so much. That is, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. They get to they get to do what they wanted to do. They get to feel the way they wanted to feel when you've done what hundred to do well. Yes, and 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 allows them to focus on what they do best. It allows them to feel feel the way in their businesses they want to feel and feel in their lives the way they want to feel and and then it becomes like the money they're paying you is like well no duh that's a no-brainer as surely as charles was talking about the change in oil and such i don't even think twice about it there's probably i mean i have an old car i'm sure i could do all that but no thank you <laughs> that would that would take me like two days to take care of all the things to to do basic stuff on my car or I can go to my buddy Mark and he knock it out in 20 minutes. Or in New Orleans, go down to Harahan and see Charlie there at the at the bend in the curve. I mean, look, a lot of business owners, you could invoice your clients. You could put in your vendor bills and reconcile your bank statements at the end of the month. But mm-hmm. when are you doing that? Are you doing it at the end of the night after you've had two glasses of right. wine and your spouse is going to bed and just let me knock this out because I really want to get it done and I haven't, I've been pushing it aside? Or could you take and buy back that time, have your self-care, not go back to trying to work after you had two glasses of wine. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy your night. The stress, how much is lo- losing the stress? How much is yes. that worth to you? And how, can, how will that change how you show up to your business the next day? That's it. And it's not just that you can do it, but it sounds to me like the way you described it is, yes, they can do it, but they don't know if they did it right. Right. So they're constantly. This is how I feel about my taxes. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for. I'm. I want to pay every dime that 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 I owe, um, because I never want it coming back to me. Right. That's right. You know, uh, it, it, and and that's. I mean, fundamentally, there's other reasons too, but fundamentally, that's the bottom line. That's. I. I just. I. I don't want it to come back to haunt me. And for too many small businesses we show up to somebody like you and, and like, I mean, I guess I can do it, but every time I do it, I don't know if I actually did it. Yeah. What did I miss? What did I miss? <laughs> right, exactly. Am I following the steps? You know, right. Right. I mean, the button, the button worked, but yeah. I don't know. Was yeah. that... <laughs> don't feel like so yeah. So that's, that's how I feel about story. I don't know if that's, if any or any or all of that was useful, but there, there you go. No, I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate having you today. Um, no, I appreciate it, getting to talk with you. It's been fun. It's a cool aspect because a lot of us are trying to grow and get our name out there. And how do I set myself apart? And knowing how to tell your story and how to talk to your customers is the way to do it. So thank you for all of your enlightening conversation today. Um, it's my pleasure. Before we go, tell everybody how to get in touch with you in case they want you to help bring their story to the surface. Sure. Well, and I will say, just as you just did a minute ago, with all that's very much what I do, is like the guy Joe who jumps in the hole. Like I just told you a, a, a number of ways to build a ladder to get out of the hole, but there are loads of people, um, and I'm one of them, who can help you um, live more of your story. Um, and uh, in I do that in a bunch of different ways, the ways you can find out more about what I do. 
Um, I'm at yesbrianperry.com. I'm at connect at yesbrianperry.com. And then I'm on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook-ish. And I'm heading into TikTok and YouTube like this week. So um, so these are new things for Brian. Um, but but um, at yes, Brian Perry is generally where to find me. And it's Brian with an I because I spell it correctly. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Get Powered Up with Jessica Jones. We hope you've gained something valuable today. If you did, wait till you hear what we're talking about next. Until then, get out there and forge your own unique empire, travel your own path, and most importantly, be your own superhero.